0: Pass your judgment. You don't own
1: the right. You don't own the right.
0: Everybody's doing wrong if someone else
2: decides. Hey everybody, Cable Smith, welcoming each and every one of you into episode what is this, children? Seven seven? Yeah, it is. Yep. Seventy-seven. That's good. For my man, Luka Doncic, and the Dallas Mavericks. Meh. Meh. Chisholm's out on all things NBA and LeBron. But anyway, thanks I'm really for out on
1: me. sports. If you if you, want you to
2: kind of honest. are a curmudgeon in your old age. But uh, anyway, definitely, thank you definitely out on
1: Definitely out on the uh, hypocrisy that is the NBA. I know. I just can't. I just can't. I'm addicted to it. Been
2: addicted to it for too long. And I love basketball. Still play two or three times a week. And my son likes watching it, too. So. Anyway, thank you guys for being here. And as always, riding shotgun, the good counselor, the curmudgeon, Chisholm Cook. What it's up? Great, it's great to see your face. It's still I'm not used to it with the short hair, but uh it looks good, man. Yeah, like I can
1: think an adult again. I can't remember <laughs> if I said it last week, but it's <laughs> gotta grow up at some point, I guess. hmm uh, the whole family wants me to grow it, back out the beard too. Well, I say that. Oh, my kids do. Yeah, I get That's
2: that really too. When when I life. shave, my girls are like,
1: "What happened to your beard?" Oh, bad dad, don't do that. Yeah, it, it, like the other day, I walked in, I had shaved the night before, and then went and did something for the day. Went to you know, work. Uh, I don't remember where I went. And when I when they looked at me, they kind of looked away, and then they were like, you know. It was, Just didn't recognize that person in the house, but they weren't too concerned about it (laughs) until it registered. Right. I remember that when my dad would shave, you know, whether he was rocking a goatee or just a mustache or a full beard, whatever, he'd wear that for months and months and then shave and it would just be like, whoa, you don't look. That's actually the only time you can tell we're related is when we're both clean shaven. We look a lot more uh, Mm. similar than a lot of people realize. When you don't look like a dirty hippie and because your dad's always got the shaved head and he recently last time i saw him though he had a beard which i hadn't seen yeah he's been rocking this like snow white santa claus beard for quite some time now yeah i mean white white like
2: you know if you can do it
1: you should right yeah
2: have you reached the stage in your life where you kind of just don't care what you look like i think the older i get the more i'm just like yeah i did go to costco and bought some khaki pants that are izod's that were like thirteen dollars. I didn't go to Costco to get them, but uh, <laughs> they were there, and I was like, "Oh, these are cool." And no, I haven't added the white New Balance cross trainers with you know the knee high socks yet. But um, yeah, I've kind of. Well, you're talking to a guy who was wearing some kind of designer shirt at his baptism a couple weeks ago. So, I mean, you're
1: that guy, not me. <clears throat> It's Joseph A Bank, dude. Yeah, that that. So you probably still care. I don't. It's like a fifteen dollars shirt. Oh, okay. It's but then regu- regularly thirty, and they you so can always get them on like par with Izod. The then, I mean, they're nice looking shirts. And I think relatively high quality. But have you ever shopped at a Joseph A Bank? It's I've seen one. It's the greatest men's <laughs> store in the world, dude. Everything <laughs> I've seen, I've seen in there <laughs> is always crazy cheap. <laughs> mm. Uh, yeah. No, generally I don't. I don't know. I'm pretty narcissistic, so. I care what I look like, but it doesn't always mean that I care how I'm dressed. If that makes sense, yeah. Like I, I, I can, I'll, I'll slob around.
2: For we sure. still floss our teeth. We're not saying that we're like Neanderthal floss. No. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, okay. Regular well, shaving is not a priority. Oh well, hell no. Um, I you know it's funny because like I don't get dressed up for almost anything. If I got a work function, I'm gonna put on most because of the industry i'm in like jeans and a polo is like dressed proper attire yeah for the most part if i have some sort of office-based thing i have to do then i'll put on some you know like trousers Mm -hmm. other than that i still get you know kind of dressed up for church as like in comparison to everybody else at our church including my wife and our family She always feels like somehow because I put on like a nice pair of jeans and a button down that I'm too dressed up. (laughs) Did you grow up wearing jeans to church? I did not. That was like not a thing. I
2: wore as a kid, they put me in a monkey suit with a tie. And then as I got into like uh, grade school, junior high, it was acceptable to wear like khaki pants
1: and a button up shirt. Yeah. My dad still wears (laughs) a tie to church. I I think it was like khakis and a button-up yeah. was kind of the go-to you know the church i grew up in was definitely more of a you know sunday best not so much like they men in suits and ties but yeah you put on like you know business casual and mm-hmm. kind of at worst and you know, at this church, I think I mentioned on the show one time, but the pastor mocked me one time when I had to get up in front of the church for being like the best dressed in the room or something like that <laughs> while he's wearing, to your point, cargo pants and, a, and like one of those just plain t shirts, right? Mm-hmm. Like unmarked, like totally plain t shirts. That's just kind of his standard uh, attire. I normally do put on a pair of trousers. I was told one time you're not supposed to call them slacks. Have you ever heard of that? No. Yeah. That, that's that's what they are. They're slacks. That's what I'd always called them then i heard somebody who's supposed to know these sorts of things say that slacks is for slackers they're men wear trousers whatever Um, it is don't find any validity in that i have two pairs (laughs) of these so joseph a A. banks have what they call their travelers collection they should be be our first sponsor that'd be awesome (laughs) um but the travelers collection is all like lightweight like linen and lightweight like wool really light you know these these wool pants are like the most comfortable things i own they're super light airy they're really really comfortable more comfortable than even my comfortable jeans so i don't mind putting them on to go to church you know yeah but uh they definitely look sharp
2: i think i'm desensitized because i work out of the house and rarely get out of gym shorts and a t-shirt and so like when i used to get dressed up you know slacks and nice shoes and A shiny belt and the whole nine yards and now it's like wow jeans and a button-up shirt's pretty dressed up
1: (laughs) yeah another emblem of the decay of american society (laughs) i think you're right dude i do no i know that's for sure like peterson talks about this kind of thing a lot that it's it's not good that we've all just you know thrown aside the cultural value of getting dressed up for something it's Uh not a good thing yeah, you know, most people would be like oh it's great just do what you want but how many things does that bleed into Oh, well, it's great just do what you want call yourself they. right i, I was it's all I was thinking about of the it same disease what got me thinking about it was so
2: yesterday was my grandmother's memorial service oh, yeah. and uh everyone kept talking the people that spoke uh, my mom my brother a couple pastors um everyone was just talking about how she was always so well put together. And the thing, the the one thing that she never missed ever was her weekly trip to the beauty parlor to get her hair done and everything. And I mean, she was dressed to the nines at 96 years old. Every time you, Oh, Hey grandma, uh, we're going to come see you tomorrow. Okay. We get there. Grandma, why are you wearing a suit? (laughs) (laughs) i don't understand why you're all dressed up and jewelry and perfume and your hair is perfect and that was and that was the same as my grandfather that generation just they always
1: looked the part yeah yeah Yeah. if you're going out you put on clothes proper clothes to go out and be presentable Mm -hmm. yeah i really i I mean i'm guilty of it like everybody else in my day-to-day day-to-day life but i don't i don't think it's a great thing that's why I, i when i go i always at a bare minimum And this sounds so stupid to say, have my shirt tucked in to go to church. Like, (laughs) I'm going to tuck my shirt in, right? But that's not a given even anymore either. You know, that's not a given. I got. I mean, there's there's guys. Most of the guys there are wearing, you know, a polo shirt untucked with jeans Mm. and boots. You know, I mean, I'll do. I do wear the jeans and
2: boots, but I have my shirt tucked in. That's where I draw the line, I guess. But what I what I could could do khaki shorts. And to me, when I see that, I'm like, "Oh, oh
1: that's yeah. cringeworthy." <laughs> I could, uh, I could really, sort of, I could fit in better even with my my wool trousers on if I would put on my dress boots. Because mm-hmm. you know, Texas in general, and the hill country in particular, uh, you always disarm folks when you're the one that's dressed up if you have a nice pair of dress boots on, right? Then it's like, okay, we, you know, he's not some East Coast liberal type he's still a Texan, right? But yeah. Problem is, tell me if you agree with this. I don't think dress boots are dress boots unless they have a riding heel or a, I guess a walking heel. The walking heel or like the higher taper backed heel. Is yeah. a, you know what I mean? Like they're called a re- French,
2: French um what is it? it's a I learned this because I had a pair of boots designed specifically with the alligator that I shot.
1: Oh yeah you had a custom pair yeah, uh-huh. yeah.
2: and so yesterday at the funeral was uh, first i really only wear a suit if someone gets married or someone dies (laughs) right and so i had a suit on and but of course i wore my dress boots my custom you know I had shot this alligator they tanned the belly this beautiful chocolate color and you know i have a pair of wingtips in the closet but i'm like no these are my these are my dress shoes my these boots and uh yeah they definitely have a higher heel and some Good old boys think that that's like not the style anymore, and then they wear these flat bottom boots. I'm like, no, like a
1: dressy pair of boots. You that's what that I'm talking about. See the, those those the, the, first of all, uh, the big wide square toe, douchey, awful. I'll, I know, I know, we have somebody listening that wears big wide square toe boots. You look, they're well, they're really not. They're like, screw ridiculous. these guys. They're jerks. You may probably have screw had if you them. don't have in your closet right now. At some point, you have had a pair of tricked-out, embroidered jeans to go with those square-toe boots. Uh, get rid of all that. Just get rid of all that, and some Does classic this, is Wranglers. called Diesel, Isn't that the Cla- thing? <laughs> thing? Classic boot cut Wranglers and or a cinch. rounded cinch. toe. Cinch. That's the one. Yeah, cinch. Yeah, cinch. That exactly. Yeah, that, that was that was a big one. Rounded sure. toe, or what really is sharp is what's called a snip-toe boot. So that's where it is square at the end, but it's real. It's just it's it comes more to a point that's like mm. they call it snipped because it looks like a point got snipped off. Right. Yeah. That's a classy, dressy ass looking boot.
2: That's what my but wife again, got me for for a wedding present. Still the yeah. most comfortable pair of uh, their are
1: Ariots, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you still got to have if you really want a proper pair of dress boots, I feel like you got to have that like three inch or so. I'm looking at some right now, but three inch with what's called a walking heel you're saying it's called a french heel or something no that's the cut on the front of the oh because I, I told the guy
2: he was like well don't you want the square the big square toed thing and i said god no. you mean like what everyone's wearing today that think they're cowboys no i, I do not i want right. the furthest thing away from that is not possible. bad yeah yeah so he like, so you want the french one okay fine So i just know what i
1: don't want is it the french one just the regular rounded or the snip toe thing i'm talking about it's like an in between there okay well either way the taper backed lifted up heel looks sharper than like when the heel is like flush with the back of the boot right Mm -hmm. where it's just like straight down all the way around those just look they just look lame they don't look dressed up (laughs) so here's
2: our critique on western footwear Mm -hmm. anyway that you didn't ask for um but you got anyway hope you this is the kind
1: of thing that podcast listeners love man (laughs) just random
2: leave us a review chit chat on our boot talk uh you know what though somebody's gonna
1: leave a review and be furious that we mock their clown boots that's what they are you guess what just the front of your boot is flat and as wide as the back of the boot you're doing it wrong Mm. and if you have a whole closet full of them
2: eh,
0: sorry man
2: but i inherited like five pairs from my wife's grandfather when he passed away no one else wanted them i was like i'll take everyone square i got a pair of sea turtle boots, which are illegal to you can't uh, sell them, <laughs> you can still have them like literally, they're grandfathered in, right? Uh, no pun intended, but grandpa's boots are grandfathered. Uh huh. And do you think any of those have a flat bottom or a square toe? No, <laughs> not a no. single one. I got yeah. Lucas's, I got oh, I got, um, the Kona's, all these awesome boots, and some are came in, uh, but the sea turtle ones are. I, dude they're worth a lot of money you can't sell them not that i want yeah.
1: to you have to send me a picture of those i want to see what that looks like yeah they're awesome and so soft my point in all that is the high heel boots that i would prefer to wear because i think they're the only appropriately dressy boots uh man they make my back hurt walking on those damn heels because everything else i wear is like zero drop.
2: fashion comes with a price Chisholm.
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah they they're, they're not, not comfortable so i normally so
2: the hunting trade <laughs> I shows like said, uh, i don't wear tennis shoes to those things or like running shoes i wear boots and after three or four days of walking around a convention center at a trade show everyone's bitching about oh, how bad their feet hurts and uh but what are you gonna do you gotta look the part it's a hunting trade show so
1: yeah see and going back to where we started do you care how you look that's the sort of thing where i wouldn't care I'd rock the shoes that I was comfortable in, that would allow me to sprint away from danger if necessary. Sprint not away out from, from you're not running danger. You got boots on. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta okay, be prepared, so man. um, <laughs> what
2: what's on your run sheet for today? Because we didn't even have a pre-show meeting. We're just winging it, um, which sometimes I think makes for a better show. Anyway,
1: sometimes, sometimes it uh, leads to aimless rambling. Um. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, man. I don't know that I've got a lot. The probably the biggest thing I've seen since our last conversation has been that as of today, supposedly uh Nina Jankowitz is out of a job. Woohoo! Um yeah. Because she sucks. I'm trying to I'm trying to track it back down. It was on my feed earlier. But yeah, uh, life th- and have you general- have you seen it that the uh that the The Ministry of Truth is on pause. Uh, I I saw something in the headlines about that. Yes. Yeah. See if I can find an article
2: about it. Uh, What was it called? The
1: uh, Disinformation Governance Board.
2: Well, you're looking that up. I'll just throw this little note out there. Did you know Texas declared open season on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube with the censorship law?
1: Uh, Yeah, I did. I I wonder a court upheld it, right?
2: How that is going to play out, if it's even viable. But uh, it's a start, man. I think, I mean, it's a good step in the right direction. I don't know if it'll It Realistically, probably nothing will come of it. But if all 50 states did that,
1: they would have to. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, I think it's a good thing. I'm, I'm listening to you while also... So this is from MSN.com. The Department of Homeland Security on Wednesday paused a new and controversial board's work on disinformation and accepted the resignation of its leader. Old Nina's out of a job. Capping weeks of concerns about impinging on free speech, free speech rights and at times frenzied conspiracy theories about the board itself. Uh... Conspiracy theories. Right at times just a few I don't know what those were I mean mm-hmm. maybe when you call it the uh, ministry of truth a la 1984 that's I don't know it, I mean it they're the ones who are denying reality and wanting to control everybody's understanding of it even though they're the ones that are lying but I'm the conspiracy theorist, so do it do what we will with that mm. What remains to be seen is whether the controversy over the board will damage ongoing U.S. efforts to counter disinformation used as a weapon by, who do you think? Russia and other adversaries. Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas acknowledged the board has become a distraction to the department's other work, which includes safeguarding U.S. elections. Two officials familiar. Safeguarding? Okay, so the Department of Homeland Security is now in charge of safeguarding U.S. elections. Did you know that? Did you know that? Hardly I didn't know surprising, that. But I didn't know that. I thought they were supposed to combat terrorists from abroad, but apparently now they're supposed to imprison people who lean right and safeguard elections, even though elections are a state matter. And elections don't need huh.
2: safeguarding. The, anyone, which we've talked huh. about at nauseum. Any American that's a functioning member of society has an ID card, whether it's to buy beer, to have a bank account, to get your food stamps. Whatever it is, you have to have some form of identification. So how in the hell is anything more racist than, and we've talked about it, and I don't want to go into it in detail again, but what's more racist than saying you, minority, are too stupid and too much of a simpleton to even have a valid identification card? That's not that's not reality, but yet they they pander to the emotions and try to get people right up riled up and think that
1: there's really millions of Americans that don't have ID. Yeah, Cock-a-dukey. BS show me your papers that you got the shot, but uh, just to walk into this store and buy something, but I have yeah. a question. How did you get the shot without an identification card? That's a good question. My orcus made the decision, <laughs> made the decision to pause the board in response to the cumulative negative reaction and growing concerns that it was distracting. Check this out from the department's other work on disinformation. Hmm. So in other words, Oh, we're still working on making sure to tell you what's true and what's not. We just aren't going to have this board with this crazy uh, lounge singer broad in charge of it. So basically, the
2: outcry was too much that it was it was just a bad look because they're still doing
1: it. Dude, and we in and- listen, they're so they're so they 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 think man, this is what drives me nuts, dude. Is it is it the people who are that they? the the people who buy in to left wing propaganda are oblivious to the fact that they that they are viewed as morons by the people who claim to be protecting them i mean i guess that's just inherent in the concept right it's like you need my protection you need my protection you know african americans from these evil right wingers who just want you know state right freedom uh, you need my protection, uh, Hispanic Americans, from the lies that you're being told on the, on the radio, right? You need my protection, mm-hmm. uh, transgender people, because otherwise you're definitely going to get murdered in the streets, even though <laughs> when does that ever happen? I could guarantee you if you've heard, trans people were getting murdered in the streets on a regular basis, we'd be hearing about it. They just they, like they they're so unbelievably condescending to everyone in America. It's like we live in the beltway. We know everything. This listen to this quote the board has been grossly and intentionally mischaracterized it was never about censorship or policing speech in any manner the department said in a statement it was designed to ensure we fulfill our mission to protect the homeland while protecting core constitutional rights bull effing shit <laughs> you called it the disinformation governance board just those three words put together Means it had nothing to do with protecting the First Amendment or the homeland, since everything you claim is a lie is true. And everything that you claim is true is a lie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, at least they got rid of her because she was terrible.
2: I don't know if this is progress or if it's just them now just doing it
1: more like in darkness. But uh, right. I mean, that's that's the one like downside, right, is that they're, they're just not going to keep them from doing this. Mm-hmm. All they did was realize, oh, this lady, Nina Jankowitz is god awful and not surprising that everybody knows it. Since she was all over Twitter for the last two years, like caught talking about Russian ho- collusion and things that aren't real and the things that, in fact, her party invented. Uh, and, you know, Hunter Biden's laptop's not real either. <clears throat> that didn't age well. The phrase, quote, Ministry of Truth, a reference to George Orwell's 1984, trended on Twitter in discussions about the board. Conservative pundits and social media. There's a lot of blaming Republicans for this, uh, which is good because, hey, high five Republicans. Good job for making this go away. Conservative pundits and social media users pushing conspiracy theories and falsehoods around its purpose, <laughs> with some falsely claiming the board was quickly developed by DHS in response to billionaire, billionaire Elon Musk's quest to buy Twitter. Others put out false claims that Jenkowitz planned to edit the tweets of everyday Twitter users. I heard her say that. Mm-hmm. It's been really mischaracterized from the beginning, said Cindy Otis, a disinformation researcher and former big dumpster fire, a disinformation researcher and former CIA analyst. Hmm. Experts on disinformation warned the controversy around the board could hurt existing efforts to identify and stop the spread of false narratives about elections and hot button issues in American Wait, society. False narratives like people don't have ID cards? Can we stop that yeah. one? Because that would be the, the first. Oh, one. Hey, sir, check this out Did you know that Jankowitz was the center of sexist and anti Semitic? Any listener attacks? out there
2: know any American without an ID card? I'd love to have them on the show. I'd love to get us in touch with someone without identification.
1: Did you did you did you know that Jankowitz was the center of sexist and anti-Semitic attacks? I hadn't seen any of those. No. I've just that's seen probably made up like her singing on TikTok. Critics have pointed to statements made by Jankowitz that question the provenance of the laptop said to belong said to belong to Hunter Biden. Oh, wait, I thought y'all have already told us that's real. The president's eldest son and replayed a TikTok video she taped about disinformation to the tune of a song from Mary Poppins. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, meme of the week. By the way, that got me thinking. So it's Joe Biden's face superimposed on Willy Wonka, and it says, uh, "Joe Biden hides five golden crack pipes
1: in drug distribution yeah. kits." That was, that was a funny <laughs> one when I saw that. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's a real shame. We would have gotten a lot of mileage out of the old disinformation board. Yeah, and the, the they want to do the same thing with Kamala,
2: but they can't unfortunately she's been elected
1: (laughs) yeah um you know i don't know man so so this says that jankowitz resigned she put in her resignation Mm -hmm. um i would bet people have kicked that notion around at least very gently with kamala and she's just too much of a psychopath to do it she's a I think that lady is legitimately convinced that she's like the heir apparent to Barack Obama and that everybody is just racist and sexist who Did you see the most recent one dude? Mm-mm. Oh my god.
2: Is this is it time for Kamala's corner?
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> uh let's see if I can find this one to Kamala Harris. Uh She's so great. It's it's like something it's she did something here recently that's just another one of these things where she just keeps repeating herself, like reusing the same like eight words and just rejumbling them like nine times in a row. Oh, this is a good one. I gotta find it. Oh um, something. Yeah. So
2: have you ever offended an old person just because they're old? Like, so my uncle Tom, he's 82. He's my grandfather's nephew. And um, so I get maybe he, does that make him my second cousin? Oh, I've, I've always just called him Uncle Tom, but I think he is actually a cousin. If to be sense. clear, your uncle is not Clarence Thomas, right? No his last name's tiller and he's a dentist and he's 82 from Conroe. Anyway okay. he came to sure. you know my... the
1: left the left always calls Clarence Uncle Tom.
2: yeah they do Um. <laughs> so anyway, so we Justice went out to Thomas, dinner
1: the great Justice Thomas.
2: There's two points here the first being, I had to go to a freaking mall for dinner because the funeral home was right next to North park mall in, in Dallas. I had not been to a mall in five, six. I, I don't know the last time I stepped in a mall. I hate them. I don't like being around all those people. I don't like the parking. It took forever to park. Anyway, my uncle, he comes and, um, he actually pays for dinner. Very nice of him. And then I was like, Hey, you know, Tom, I, I saw you at a park pretty far away. Uh, I'll walk you. I'll, I'll help you get to your car. He looks at me. He goes, I'm pretty sure I can find it. <laughs> <laughs> I offended him. Like I was, I, I, don't, I don't think he understands. Like people have been shot there and stuff. I, I meant more of as like a bodyguard, not because you're mentally incapable of finding where you parked your car. Hell, you drove it from Houston to Dallas for the funeral. But, uh, but yeah, he was clearly offended by that, which I was like, my, my sister just was chiding me. She's like, yeah, you, way to go. I was, like, I was just trying to be nice insensitive bastard
1: mm. let's see here we go
3: Especially true. when it comes to the climate crisis which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address these issues to tackle these challenges and to work together as we continue to work operating from the new norms rules and agreements that we will convene To work together on, to galvanize global action. With that, I thank you all. This is a matter of urgent priority for all of us, and I know we will work on this together. Dude, that was the
2: most jumbled, (laughs) incoherent, uh, run-on sentence
1: ever. God, she's awesome. What did I don't? What did she she just say? So awesome um she definitely climate crisis we're gonna work together that's Mm -hmm. the that seems to have been the upshot i i don't think that in that 35 seconds she really said anything else other than that There. does she ever do anything like she still hasn't been
2: to the border i don't think but why don't you focus on that and make your incoherent um, musings about something you're supposed to be doing like securing the border would be a great thing for the border czar to do
1: yeah uh, yeah i mean anything productive anything uh, you know but she's, wait you're a she's, racist she's, for bringing up the border
2: and securing the it's the worst <clears throat> it's laugh four dollars and 30 cents for gas this week by the way i don't want to hear about it i drive a diesel first time in american history that all 50 states have been over four dollars for gas, yeah, front all Saw that, <laughs> yeah. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so you saw that they're trying to pass round three of the COVID, uh, COVID relief package. So I'm gonna go people. and I have a personal no uh, ahead anecdote ahead. here. God almighty, yeah, How dude. Pelosi's crazy. gonna ask for 22 billion dollars for COVID stimulus funding. To be distributed um so i was after soccer the other night i went to we i didn't bring this up today I? so i went to whataburger and dude i'm going th- i go through the drive-through and the lady says uh i'm sorry sir we're closed and i said oh okay thanks well all right and i so i drove off then i was like wait a second there's opportunity for gold here and so i t- went back through the line turned my phone on start recording because Whataburger is a Texas staple that's supposed to be open 24-7, 365, no exceptions. And uh, I go back through, and I guess she's looking at, she's like, this is the same guy. I recognize this truck. He was literally just here. Sorry, sir, we're closed. Okay, well, when will you open? And she goes, hold on. She brings her manager over. He goes, I'm sorry, sir, we're, we're, we're closed. said so i don't understand so can i like come inside and order he goes no we we, we can't make food right now and i said why and he goes well we can't make anything until the next person comes in because we're understaffed and i said well shoot he goes yeah tell biden to stop giving away free money and maybe people will come to work (laughs) this is the manager at whataburger yep
1: (sighs) who do you think he votes for uh it doesn't sound like he votes for Biden Harris. No. Yeah. Have you heard anything about this uh, pan, this treaty, this this pact that the World Health Organization is promoting? Oh yes. Uh, who was
2: tell me about
1: that? Uh, my cousin. My cousin was at the funeral
2: yesterday. Was telling me about this. I have not researched it, but basically would make them god. And the, my understanding of just like a general synopsis of it, right? Like in, in a pandemic, they they're the end all be all. Something like that,
1: yeah. So I I saw I'm trying to go ahead and pull something up that will give us a little bit better context. But oh my gosh, dude, stop the pop ups! Here we go. Uh, I should have researched that. See, here's Forbes in detail being their typical god awful bias self. Arguing that we need we need people to govern us harder. Yeah. And have more authority to put us in lockdowns and cripple the economy. Oh, and- this is hilarious, though. So this Forbes article is specifically calling out Russell Brand for spewing disinformation about this. That's awesome. That shows you how much traction Russell Brand's YouTube if, clips are getting that if Forbes is Forbes is in. trying to attack him. Um yeah, so in a nutshell, supposedly, like, this would allow the WHO to determine that, you know, there's a pandemic breaking out in your country, and therefore they can go in without permission or support and, like, crack down on your people to stop the spread of the pandemic. Maybe so shut down your airport, shut down... Bypassing
2: tribe. state and local government authority. Yeah, national uh, right this is the new this is the uh you know the new world order right here like forget nationalism forget countries this is just moving in that direction like pretty clearly yeah awful do you you think that greg abbott would be like oh yeah yeah come on no i think he'd be like yeah try that and see what happens
1: have we talked about Greg Abbott being one of the young global leaders of the World Economic Forum?
2: Well, you know what? Greg Abbott has a spine and you can say whatever you want about him. He isn't taking any crap from the US government and I bet he's not going to take any crap from the from the who if they try to say, "Hey, Texans, you have to do this." He's going to say, "No, screw that. They're not doing that." Yeah, hopefully. Well, he has a, He has a track record of doing exactly what I'm saying. So you're telling me this, but you, nothing would surprise me anymore, right? You could tell me, um, you could tell me Ron DeSantis is part of it, but I'm basing it off of what I've seen. Those two dudes are sticking it to the U.S. government more often than not. Chisholm's I'm listening.
1: I'm reading right it. now. He's reading something. So it says on May 22nd, the World Health Assembly, the governing body of the WHO, is going to meet in Geneva, Switzerland, to discuss the next steps in its pandemic treaty and the quest to use public health to expand the WHO's power over sovereign states. Representatives from 193 nations, including the U.S., will be attending. The only country not invited is Taiwan. I wonder why. This is Chinese unacceptable. Don't like I don't, They don't have any authority
2: over us. Why would... who? Who would actually say,
1: yes, we were going to grant you that power? Why would a country do that? So, so this is a quote from what he presented, uh, what he being the, uh, I don't know, the, the tyrant, the director, somebody from the who on January 24th quote, we all want a world in which science triumphs over misinformation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> vaccines work.
1: Okay. Solidarity triumphs over division, <laughs> and equity is a reality, not an aspiration. He said, "We said we are one world. We have one health. We are one." Who? Huh?
2: No, we are not. We're the United States huh. of America. Sorry, Sudan. We're actually so a little better than you. Our healthcare is a little better than you. We are so not he- you
1: he believes in science and yet solidarity trumps over division when the entire scientific method is centered around people criticizing attacking and poking holes in your scientific theory and research so right that means which is exactly what happened if you want to disagree or challenge what the uh, you know the val- the verified blue check scientists say then you're 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 uh, You're a divisive figure. Equity is a reality, not an aspiration. We all know what that means. Equity is code for communism. We are one world and we have one health. That's funny because I know like my health and your health are two very different things that are absolutely tailored to my DNA and your DNA. Like, for example, uh, I don't handle sugar and gluten very well and you can eat it and have no problem, but hey whatever um i say i don't have have no problem but you got a little bit of a gut you could work on (laughs) are you talking to me surely you didn't say that to my face Uh, i did except i'm looking at this article so i can't see your face (sighs) well you only say that to me
2: every time we see each other so it's nothing big deal this is just the first time you've mentioned it on the show
1: what a dick the who shall consult with an attempt to obtain verification from the state party whose territory the event is allegedly occurring in. But this is the way it's going to this. You've heard that quote, God, uh, God made beer because he wants us to be happy. Right. So I live my life by that mantra. I've been drinking a little bit more beer lately than I have have in many years. Unil- wow, the proposed amendments are essentially going to allow the Director General of the WHO to declare public health emergencies in any country and unilaterally coerce its citizens to take certain actions. The WHO shall—this is from from Article Nine. The WHO shall consult with and an attempt attempt to obtain verification from the state party whose territory whose territory the event is allegedly occurring in. Whose Dude, territory. they made Fauci the lord god almighty for
2: 18 months and now you want to give someone else even more authority than that someone who has no vested interest in what's best for a sovereign nation not screw that man what people say well trump's an asshole okay I'll, i'll grant you yes he is but trump wouldn't
1: stand up for this trump would be like no get bent we're not doing that so so the There's thing had no ha- way
2: that he would say, yes, we're going to even entertain this.
1: The thing had in it that the consultation shall assess these reports according to established principles and then communicate information on the event to the state party in whose territory the event is occurring. But they're scratching that out and taking that out. So there won't be language about consultation with the state government. So that was what it said originally. Now that's gone. Number four, if the state party does not accept the offer of collaboration within 40... So there's an offer of collaboration. <laughs> and if the state involved in the outbreak doesn't accept the offer to collaborate within 48 hours, then the WHO... What do they do? Just get to assume control of your military? Like How do they, how do they enforce this? Wow. They, so, they, so it used to say that the, the WHO may... But that has also been changed to say that the WHO shall, when justified by the magnitude of public health risk, immediately share with other state parties the information available whilst encouraging the state party to accept the offer of collaboration by the WHO. It used to say there that while taking into account the view of the state party's concerns, so they're erasing all of our sovereignty, this is going to be another thing. They're going to say it's a conspiracy theory. It's not. You can look it all up. It's the World Health Agenda from the World Health Organization. Eesh. They have no authority over American citizens. Screw them,
2: or In any the, other any other world country world. for that matter. They, they're an you know they're an advisory organization, right? Essentially, we have things we, yeah, we recommend.
1: Dude, they they have no authority at all.
2: Medical <laughs> outfit here, like that's what I'm saying. I don't think I don't if, even if. Biden, which he has no spine, and he'll probably be like, oh, yeah, we'll sign up for that. There's no way. Greg Abbott will be like, no, F you. We're not doing that. You think DeSantis is going to be like, yeah, who? Come in here and tell us how to do things. There's There's no way. God bless those guys. Yep. This sucks. (laughs) Anyway, what else? This sucks. This sucks. This sucks. Um, So you mentioned the word equity earlier. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if you have seen that the, and this goes back to, I don't remember what episode we talked about the U S women's national team wanting equal pay. Well, they got their way Chisholm despite delivering 10% of the profit that the men's national team brings in. They got their way. They got their equal pay. Did you know now that they will split world cup bonuses equally so if the men if the men just make the world cup they they get like 38 million dollars no okay the winners of the world cup get 38 million dollars where the 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 winner of the women's world cup got four million dollars the prize bonuses for the world cup so the teams that even made it 400 million dollars for the men 60 million dollars for the women so now they will get paid the exact same. They will share revenue from ticket sales. Guess what? I've watched a woman's soccer game on TV. It was just, well, actually it wasn't even, I didn't watch the game. I saw a Goodyear blimp take a photograph of an empty stadium where they were playing because no one gives a crap about their games. while well, the men sell out the games and they will share revenue from ticket sales. And I saw that maybe one of the worst human beings on the planet, Megan Rapinoe, Who hates America. uh, She said, now we're going to go after it on a global stage. So try to force other countries to do the same thing. How do you think that's going to go for the Middle Eastern countries? (laughs) they think think of women over there.
1: Uh, My guess is that those countries don't have women's teams. So it's not an issue. Anyway.
2: Equal pay for the women. Rapino doesn't really have much
1: way. business in like the United Arab Emirates or Iran or any of those places because they throw ladies like her off the top of buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, yet they're the allies of the
2: left somehow. So both the men's and women's unions yeah. will participate in revenue sharing, including 10% of commercial revenue between $55 million and $75 million, and 15% of any commercial revenue above $75 million for matches. Oh, here's the best part. So they did get rid of the, uh, the women's, you know, because they were on a salary thing where the men were getting a pay-to-play deal. The women are now pay-to-play. But despite the lower TV ratings, the lower ticket sales, they will receive um, $13,000 for a win over an opponent, 10000 for a draw, $8,000 for a defeat With the uh, with those salaries going up for World Cup games. But getting paid the exact same, despite delivering a product that no one really cares about. Now, do I think, you know, when the women were in the Olympics, I was cheering against them just because of Megan Rapinoe. I didn't want her woke ass and that whole message to be legitimized. I didn't want them to win. When they won the World Cup, um, and I'm glad they didn't. They choked in the Olympics. When they won the World Cup, yes, I'm an American. I was hoping that they won. That was before all of this really came out. I don't know where I am now. You're delivering a product that no one wants, and you're expecting to get paid the same amount as something that people do want to watch. It makes no sense to me. But that's the world we live in. Your thoughts? Minus the
1: whole throw Megan Rapino my, off. My, my main thought is that I <laughs> knew you had this, you were going to have this story ready when I popped into my feed this morning <laughs> uh, and have a lot more to say about
2: well, it. Well, here's the other it. thing. So now, so th- th- the absurdity of it, it's like this. Does anyone watch the WNBA? No, nobody watches it. You think that uh, Brittany Griner, well, she's in Russian jail right now, but do you, if she wasn't, do you think she deserves to get paid the same thing as
1: LeBron James? No, I think we've been over this.
2: Right, so this is absurd, dude. It's freaking clown world. I don't understand it. I don't I don't know why the uh, U.S. Soccer, Soccer Federation acquiesced to this to begin with. It's just a load of crap.
1: I think I it's that's a horrible precedent. I think it's that's pathetic. It that they caved but they did and surprise I guess you know we had a pretty long conversation about this once upon a time where I took somewhat of a media medium role in the with the idea that you know if it's basically a government sponsored uh, agency that's a non-profit then why shouldn't they share it around the same way a college has to share its you know sports revenues with all you know sort of what title nine was supposed to do type of thing mm-hmm. um you know as opposed to like the men's uh, you know what is mls having to you know share equally with the i guess whatever the, w- the women's league wmls, is. WMLS right how so many people watch it we don't even know what the league is <laughs> uh I'm, I'm scanning the blaze for other stories too but yeah i mean I, i'm surprised that they caved did you see where um, more news is coming out about the founders of BLM pilfering their millions of dollars in donations? Mm-hmm. I saw the story on that this week. Yeah, so Miss um, Colors, Patrice Colors, who's the uh, one who's a proud Marxist who owns four mansions, including mm-hmm. one in a subdivision of Malibu that's 99.9% uh, white folks. She paid her, um, well... Baby daddy is how it's referenced in this headline because you know she's not married to the guy, and I'm pretty sure she identifies as, as like. Trans well, she's not married to him is lesbian. because she
2: doesn't believe in the traditional family structure. So, right, he would never get married because fathers also are LGBT. Horrible,
1: whatever. That uh, men that, they, that, that 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 he got paid by her over a million, nearly a million dollars, and that BLM. You remember BLM was founded. In the wake of the Trayvon Martin shooting by that guy, George Zimmerman in Florida, back in probably what, Mm 2012-ish? Apparently, BLM has given roughly 200 grand to the Trayvon Martin Foundation, and yet a million dollars to Patrice's baby daddy. It's like reverse child support. She's paying
2: him. That's pretty amazing. Sorry, Uh Trayvon Martin. foundation
1: well that's the really interesting thing man and there's a whole bunch of black men that have come up come to realize it in pretty short order right is that what this blm organization has done has used the deaths of black men to promote a woke marxist commie lgbtqrs agenda you know we've 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 shown this it's in our notes from a year plus ago where you know when black men started questioning things they started basically like making black guys out to be the bad guy and saying that they have a bigger agenda than the black men that they founded their whole damn thing about because it was all about black men being killed by the police right white white women aren't getting killed by the police and Mm-mm. you know black lesbians aren't getting killed by the police and the reality is as we've certainly detailed that you know on average black men aren't being killed by the police in any large You know, shocking, inappropriate numbers. Either I well, I don't know. Twelve unarmed black men being killed by the police is twelve unarmed black men being killed by the police, and that's shouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. But it's not like it's the twelve thousand that a lot of leftists believe that it is. Um, but the main thing is that's the whole foundation of BLM, and they're turning their back on the very people that they would that they've that they've used they're, as them their, is what they're doing they're using them exactly they're using those causes those instances to create this you know this monster that it has nothing to do with them at all at the end of the day really, all they're doing it for is to clearly to steal a bunch of people's money <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: um I have some audio. For, for the listening audience today, um, and I want to play that in a second, but first, while I was thinking about it, have you seen the trailer for Matt Walsh's new documentary, What's a Woman? Um, I don't think I've seen the trailer. Dude, it's going to be great. About. It's coming out June 1st, by the way. So uh, that is one that I guarantee you on June, June 1st, I'm going to sit down and watch and then we're going to do a review on it because just the clips that I've seen, like, no one can define it. He's talking to doctors, he's talking to protesters, he's talking to, you know, well, am I a woman? He's like, I like scented candles and Mariah Carey. Sometimes I feel feminine. Am I a woman? You know, (laughs) like, no, you're not a woman. And he's like, well, what is a woman? And then they, they, they can, all they can say is, well, you're not one, but they can't define it. (laughs) Or they won't define it because they know when the words come out of their mouth, how stupid it sounds. So I can't wait for him to destroy them. Uh, yeah. So here's this audio, it's on, uh, I don't know where the protest is taking place, but it's a Roe versus Wade, you know, get your hands off our bodies deal. And it got real uncomfortable. And We haven't talked about this, uh, but we will, we'll, we'll we'll touch on it after I play the audio. Take a listen to this. Would abortion
3: be okay? Selective abortion. So currently if if someone's... Well, wow, that makes me uncomfortable about sex-selective abortion. It's just, I don't know, something about that is nervous to me. I think once uh, a fetus can exist outside the womb, you should not have an abortion. I just don't like the idea, but I I can't say for other people. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable. I, that's getting into a different sort of a choice to me than to have a child i don't know how to articulate this properly but you know it's kind of like in uh china where they would um if it was a female they would you know wouldn't bring it to birth so that makes me uncomfortable sex selective me too, me too. I, i'm uncomfortable with that an abortion because they be- believe their child was going to have a disability that's another one that to me is very tricky um and I don't think I can really speak to that. Yeah, I don't know either until I ha- would have that on my
2: plate. Yeah. So some interesting stuff there. These Before they asked these women about those specific questions, they were very much pro-abortion. It's a woman's body. The one lady did say, you know, if it can survive outside of the womb, I think that abortion's wrong. The one who was speaking most of the time was hundred percent for abortion until she brought up the, well, what if it's sex selective? And we haven't talked about that on the show before that, um, that that's really a thing. I never even thought about that.
1: We talked about it at least one time when um, I think you shared before we had meme of the week, a thing that went viral where this gal was putting on social media that she had gotten pregnant. Maybe it wasn't even viral. Maybe it was just in one of our, feeds but some gal had gotten pregnant and said and like asked if it turns out to be a boy should i have it aborted this was when like oh man, yeah this was when the man hating was it like at 11 about i don't know 18 months ago or so um not that it's before kamala killed the now. me
2: too movement when she said she believed the women that, that accused joe biden of sexual assault
1: yeah it must have been a little before that
2: yeah. <laughs> kamala the gift that keeps on giving so It clearly the lady even said twice, this makes me uncomfortable. So they don't have real they don't have answers for these questions.
1: Right. And it makes them uncomfortable because they know it's wrong. Of course. (laughs) Dude, that's why they don't want to have the debate. That's why all they do is scream and have hissy fits. And it's, you know, this is just, you know, probably one of the most this and the transgender thing are the two most blatant examples of it, but it's like they can't talk about it because if you, if they do, they get twisted into a pickle, like into a knot, a pretzel. Like there's mm-hmm.
2: no, they get into a pickle or twisted into a pretzel. Right. Th- th- thank you. That, but yeah, butchered, yeah butchered I mean, cliche one one here.
1: The idea is like, the thing is, man, is, is that there's still a whole bunch of Americans that are oblivious to the fact that these people are cheering and applauding the idea of full-term abortions. Because they, they can't, we talked about this once before, like, they can't, the average American citizen, even if they're not a Christian anymore, they were probably raised in, they were clearly raised in a, you know, Judeo-Christian Western world with certain bedrock principles, right, of love and forgiveness and charity and that human beings are 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 of value right Uh so they can't fathom the idea that somebody would just choose to have a third trimester abortion unless there was some catastrophic problem but the reality is there's a reason why they want to make it unregulated you know like there's a reason for it people do do it women end up you know hormone you know I'm sure there are women that end up hormonal and, and confused and have like panic attacks and decide, just kill it. Just get rid of it. You know, like at the end of the day, if it wasn't happening that often, then it wouldn't be a big deal to say it's not allowed. Right. And and how often does it have to happen? My God, again, if we have global protests and shift the entire culture over the, killing of 12 unarmed black men on an average you know in an average year across the country by police there's got to be at least 12 you know eighth and ninth month pregnancy abortions being happening why is it not okay to want to protect those lives that would be you know there's this conversation about viability those dumbasses and yeah i'm gonna call them that on your text thread you guys aren't aren't super bright especially you mr attorney you're not as sharp as you like to think you are your arguments suck and you're uneducated on the statistics and the facts about any of these matters if you listen i want you to know that anyway yeah cable shared some screenshots with me (laughs) of some texts with some buddies but they they talk they were talking about viability well when you get into the third trimester there's no more question about viability man like that thing can live right like most of the, almost like halfway through the second trimester, but you get into the third trimester and it, you know, with a month left, you don't even, it's not even, it's not even premature anymore. Right. Like at 36 weeks, your term and at 40 you're due. Right. So, you know, you can be a month before your due date and that's considered a full term pregnancy. So there's no question at that point about, about viability. Again, who, who's protecting those lives why aren't you know Uh, my body my choice bro
0: yeah it's
1: gross man um i don't remember if i mentioned i don't think i mentioned it but I, i had a really great talk with my mom the other day where we found way more common ground than we've been able to find in quite some time in part because i looked some things up and showed them to her right Instead of me just saying and spouting at her all these things that I, you know, can recall with photographic like memory, right? I showed her some of the things. I showed her that damn poster that the uh, Smithsonian Institute for African American Studies or whatever put out, remember, where they talked about how like punctuality was a sign of whiteness and like family unit was a sign of whiteness and like hard work and and, like delayed gratification and all these things that seem like, you know, pretty much just good ways to live (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) are all signs of whiteness. I showed her that. And you know, you could tell like she couldn't, she couldn't wrestle with it. She was like, I don't understand. And then like we, we got, we circled back to Saki style, back to the Florida bill, which she and I had discussed a little while back. And I think I mentioned on the show that she had the first time she and I discussed, discussed the Florida teaching, you know, LGBTQ stuff, bill uh the not the anti-gay bill bill um her first take was oh i think sometimes politicians just you know you know use you, you know they make mountains out of molehills for political purposes right but then this time she had a, a much more nuanced view of it she's like i just don't understand why it was necessary and at first what i thought she meant was that it wasn't and then she goes no you don't understand i just can't fathom why having to put that out there was necessary As in, like, why are we even having, why does this have to be, because what I think she had seen in the interim was people defending, right, the left defending the right, quote unquote, right, the idea of teaching first graders about transgender stuff. Let me ask you this, why
2: would, why are they so passionate about teaching kids at that age that it's. Because, because of the work of a guy named Paolo Freire. They want to indoctrinate them. They know that this is how they plant right. the seed. And if there's more and more and more, then you know that empowers them and strengthen numbers. Like that's what it is. They want to plant the seed at an early age. Hey,
1: yeah. Hey, six. Modern kid with a dude, vagina. Have you ever thought you might be a boy? I think it, I've touched it? on this too. But you know, Marx wrote the communist manifesto somewhere around 1900. is late 1890s. Somewhere in that ballpark, right? Well, there's been 130 years of evolution of Marxist philosophy since then. When was the Communist Manifesto? Your mom can't understand why this
2: was its necessary. Oh, to even, wow. Gosh. To have 1848.
1: That it was written in 1848. So there's been 170 years of... Evolution of of Marxist thought, right? And so along the way in the 30s or 40s, roughly, there was a guy named Paolo Frieri. Around about that same time, out of the Frankfurt School in Germany, there was a guy named Herbert Marcusa. And then later on into like the 70s, there was a, a trio of French philosophers who gave us what's now called postmodernism. Uh, those guys were called Jean-Jacques Derrida and uh michelle foucault and some other guy whose name i always forget and then and you know from there critical theory was born from the works of a lady named kimberly crenshaw and then critical race theory by dan bell dan bell i think Derek bell Derek bell at harvard law right all of these are you know if 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 marx was the foundation these are these are people adding layers to marxism right to get us to where marxism is no longer just a class issue it's now a race gender you know gender identity sexuality blah, blah blah all this identity politics crap right critical theory and all this other stuff it's all still just marxism at the end of the day they're just using different where they draw the lines of oppressor and oppressed is much more complex than just like whether you're in the capital class or the working class right um gosh what was what, what why did they get up on all that oh why do they need a groom because going all the way back to marx but then further developed along these lines specifically about sexuality under frieri in particular it's always been well understood that the way to bring about a revolution is to undermine the culture from the from the youth right mm. the the red guard Mao's Red Guard was the brainwashing of an entire generation to rebel against everything they had ever been taught, to snitch on and kill their own parents and grandparents, right? Um, I have a
2: good like uh, a thought on this. And it's kind of how we talked about how we've been desensitized to like first trimester abortion, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what they're trying to do is desensitize today's youth to transgender. We know it's wrong. It's not normal. Science says it's not.
1: Dude, a lot of them are it's not just desensitizing. They're trying to convince these kids to transition. Okay. But I hear what your point. They would cover it. There are some among them who believe, yes, by exposing kids to this reality, they won't be prejudiced to generationally. Like that was that's the thing we've been
2: desensitized to that we know is abhorrent. Right. This is equally as abhorrent telling a kid at six years old that they might be the opposite sex from which they were born. This is their. This is their fight, you know. This is right. Yeah, it's it's very comparable, because I mean, my kids will grow up being like, "Oh yeah, transgender is just normal." They'll they'll think that it's. I mean, because I will teach them that it isn't, but they'll be desensitized to it because society's trending in that direction. We, I mean, that's a fact. To, to oh, the they already. Of, to why they very why much does Your are, mom are, have dude. to ask why it's necessary. Well, this is why.
1: right well that's the thing is like it it starts to you can you can't open people's eyes to it they they eventually will have to like open their eyes like you know you can't bludgeon them to the point where you can't have a relationship but you know if you pick your spots and you point out certain things they start to see it right like my mom it was over a year ago that she started expressing her frustration with like the fact that, you know, in Congress, they don't use the word mother anymore. It's birthing person. Well, my mom's always been real proud of her status as a mother and thinks that's pretty friggin' annoying, you know. Mm-hmm. So. They 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 start, it reaches a point of critical mass where it can't be denied anymore. And, and the thing about this transgender stuff is that it's just. It's clearly been in the works. Dude, have we talked about that clip where where uh Dennis Prager went on in 20 I think it was 18 man so we're not talking about ancient history like four years ago during the Trump administration pra- Dennis Prager is this guy that has a YouTube channel called Prager U where you I name know it Dennis right? very well I mean his okay work.
2: yeah so so his, the first his job I ever had stuff. in radio was oh, at really? a Christian station in Texarkana yeah. and we played I mean we he, his show was syndicated his radio talk show and so every day while I'm sitting in the office that in the afternoon is what we were playing the Dennis Prager show. So I've listened to hundreds and hundreds of hours of Dennis Prager.
1: Yeah. Brilliant guy. Mm -hmm. So let me, let me see if I can pull this up real quick. He went on with Bill Maher, I think in 2018 and he makes the claim. Like he's kind of on a rant, right. About, about, uh, Okay, 2019 (laughs) yeah i'm just gonna play it he he goes on a rant about all the crazy leftist stuff and then he said and now we're at the point where men can have periods and the crowd starts laughing this was in 2019 bro Mm
3: -hmm.
1: crowd starts laughing yeah (laughs) and uh you know mars like playing you know he's just like what are you even talking about right He's like, he goes, did I miss a memo? And he's like, go to a college campus, you'll see what I'm talking about. And you know, everybody in that audience thought it was absurd. Now it's not just absurd, but you're a bigot if you think it's funny, dude. We now have pregnant man emojis.
0: Left wing lie. We're talking about degrees. To say that men can menstruate is a lie, and that is now that is what is said. Check it out, folks. Check it out. <laughs> anyone anyone who says wrong. a man wait, 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 cannot wait. menstruate what? is considered transphobic. I, I, I missed this whole story. Yeah, you did. It. I did. It. I <laughs> agree no, it. No, tell me where, so where, where you're you getting it. this. Just Google it. Can men menstruate? who, but who is saying this? You're who talking about saying a it? very small no, percentage. Oh, really? Then how do you allow men, biological men, to run against women in, in the races in Connecticut and set all the high oh, school oh, records? Okay, I know. But that's oh, they're called men. No, no. The nation see, magazine said they're women. Okay, but I would agree with you on that. The way you framed it is nonsense. Were no, you, I what, framed it perfectly I No, accurately. no, no, you didn't. What you're talking about is, yes, someone who is transgendered, was a man, now claims to be a woman, is a woman, okay, uh, is beating the dog shit out of other women in the race because of course they have more muscle mass and even martina navratilova came out and said this is ridiculous you might not you might as well not have women's sport this is a far cry from saying men can menstruate i agree but I that's agree. not where anyone yes. went with oh, that. that but you true. okay at the university of a berkeley men's room tampons are given out
2: oh that's a new thing Check for
0: sure out. UC Berkeley men's rooms have tampon dispensers. Would you, would you say That's that probably because that, men are pussy whipped and their girlfriend uh, said, Go so get <laughs> me a tampon.
1: That's why. That's See. They just mocked him relentlessly and left. Three years ago. I mean, I you should play that for Bill. I no. dude, I I mean he definitely has changed his tune. I want to say he might have even addressed it. I, I I feel like he might did he not talk about that on Rogan?
2: Uh, I think I he know. addressed it somewhere it where he like hour of that. Maybe it was he did, with, he, did a, he did an interview
1: with he uh, did he did an interview with uh, with with uh, uh, Shapiro a little while back. One of Shapiro's long like Sunday specials somewhere. I think Marr actually acknowledged he's like Dennis Prager came on my show like three years ago and you know we all thought he was ridiculous when he said that you know these people are claiming that men can menstruate. And by God, he was right. I, I swear. I think he's acknowledged it. Anyway, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, so there is, there's a state and I had screenshotted this to post it on our Instagram, but it's been a couple of weeks and I've, I've since lost it in the shuffle. Uh, but there is, look this up. Well, look up uh, high school to put tampons or feminine hygiene products in uh, high school bathrooms. Look that up real fast because I, I, I'm not sure if it's California or Oregon somewhere in the forsaken Pacific Northwest, but it's like a, it's it's either a school district or an entire state. It's got to be California, right? It just has to be. Ooh. Maybe there's multiple ones by the by now.
1: There's is, plenty of them. There's plenty of, them.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this, and so the funny thing, I mean, so just piggybacking on what the audio that you just played, that was in 2019, and he's calling it out and here we are in 2022 and high schools are putting tampon dispensers in men's bathrooms and it's it's like the (laughs) law like you have to do it because to not put a tampon dispenser in the boys bathroom isn't that's not equality chisholm
1: What are we all transphobic? I don't even want to I talk haven't. about this anymore. Let's talk about let's let's <laughs> either wrap the show up or, or talk about something He's else. So defeated. That we University of Wisconsin, Wisconsin Madison, Smith College. Jeez. Uh, uh, yeah. Again, this has been talked about since 2019. These they are, are a lot of these are dated 2019. Them. University of Rochester. Ay. I, it's worse than we thought. Oy. This this, this is a heading from the college fix. Another school putting tampons in men's rooms. Menstrual equality for all. Let me ask Univers- you this question. Oh, is University we, of Arkansas. That's awesome. University of Arkansas. That's what this says. So so let me ask you this: Is we'll, Cornell, we'll... Syracuse, Wisconsin, Madison?
2: Yeah. How do we come back from this as a society? Like, will there ever be a day again in our lifetime where there aren't tampon dispensers in men's bathrooms? Hmm. Like, like we're fighting this. What's the point? Why you why even I don't, bother? You know what's funny? I don't <laughs> it's like we're we're losing because these tampon dispensing things are showing up in, I don't, in more men's bathrooms.
1: <laughs> I don't think we see a day where the tampons are no longer in the men's rooms. Um, where they've found their way in i do think that the spread of that can stop um it's going to take more than two weeks to stop the spread of tampons and girls in girls and men's rooms but um i think i think i don't i don't think it will become a universal norm across the country but where it's happened i don't think it's going to revert back um but similarly i do think that were at peak chaos on this this transgender thing mm-hmm. and i think it can i think that the wave of this can can recede back into the into the ocean where you know things get m- more normal because you know the uk was kind of out ahead of us remember when we did the review of abigail schreier's book we pointed out a lot of that data that she cited with like the 450 percent increases in young women claiming to be transgender those are those uk data and like a year ago a big backlash began in the uk um a big backlash uh people of the liberal party in the uk started to stand against it uh you know sort of a reassertion of the idea of womanhood right because what's what's less feminist than uh than saying a man gets to be a woman Right. Um, I, I think, you know, when you, when you look at the polling on this issue, when you look at the damage that it's doing among minorities in particular for the Democrats, like I, I don't think they're going to win this. The problem is the wreckage that they will have created along the way. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they are actually doing, I actually saw what has to have been a trans person who had removed their breasts at the Guadalupe river last weekend in new Braunfels. Um, I was, took my youngest two to try out my new paddle board. And I walked by this person with a, you ever notice how like a guy with a gut, a man's gut and a, and a woman's gut are not the same gut. Mm-hmm. Right. Like a man usually has, even if they're pretty chubby and not, you know, like there's, a beer gut or an alcoholic gut that's like a like a rock right because it's actually like swollen liver that's the problem but even but i'm talking about like a flabby gut right like a guy with a major spare tire there's something about a lady's gut that seems softer yeah you
2: know yeah it just
1: looks like softer the skin looks more feminine right men have different skin tone and texture generally than women this Person had a what I would describe as a, a womanly, womanly gut because there was even still a hint of a waistline and hips, but then you know, two giant scars underneath like the flattest chest you could imagine. There, there was no chest at all, two big old scars. And you know how they grow those beards because they get on testosterone and stuff, but those they're always like weak, shitty, halfway beards. Mm-hmm. This person had all of that going on like it it had to have been a transgender person not somebody who had random weird scars underneath where pecs were supposed to be um but anyway so as we've done detailed and great you know detailed widely even the president the secretary of uh, or the press secretary and the uh you know attorney not attorney the the surgeon general of the united states and the <laughs> Second in charge of the U.S. US Department of Health is is a transgender man. They're all saying they're all out there saying that that the that that gender affirming care must be the state of the art in the medical profession for, you know, prepubescent slash pubescent kids suffering from gender dysphoria and gender affirming. care created in the school gender affirming care means switch their clothes right away, give them a new name. And then within months, put them on testosterone or, you know, hormone puberty blockers and alternate sex hormones and start their transition, which is a chemical castration
2: book is named irreversible damage. Right. Let's leave it at that. Uh, I'm going to wrap up this show with an idea. And it's because you get on social media and you see, you see the left, the woke, left screaming cussing losing their minds at psychopaths at these protests so here's my advice let's not go to them which is not like as conservatives let's not go there with our signs here's my advice and protest their protests who cares let
1: them do their thing like take a kickboxing class and have a margarita (laughs) right right, instead yeah Yeah. I don't understand why we
2: why well. why conservatives feel the need to go there and be a part of that scene. Like, you know what? Let reporters go. Get make sure you have a camera there. But other than that, like we don't need to go there and rile them up, start the pot. Like it it bothers me to see people hate other people that much. It's uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I certainly depressing. never bother going trying to counter protest idiot right. is for sure. Yeah, no. So um I don't know. I mean I think there's some people who feel like if there's not a counter to it, then it can be made to look like that all that exists are the people that are you know in favor of the abortions or the transitioning of kids or, or whatever, right? So they feel like so, you gotta have but the when the counter. two sides get together it just it's an awful, awful in exchange. Well I mean, you know. It's the nature of having having extremists in this country, and they control the conversation. Yeah. And that seems to all be by design. Well, awesomely depressing stuff on episode seventy-seven. Sorry for that. Interesting uh, that, like l- the last time we met, it was everything was happening, and there really wasn't a lot of new stuff in the news. Like we kind of scrapped some things together, but we also rehashed a whole bunch of stuff. Get rid of the douchey
2: boots, all right? That's the main message. That we seems want. to have been the most important thing we touched on. <laughs> <laughs> Square All right. Well, Cook, I am Cable Smith. Thanks for tuning in to Justified Pursuit and uh, we will see you guys next week. I just want to go paddle boarding.
1: I'm going to go to Hawaii like tomorrow. Oh, that was you weren't there this past weekend? No, that's this week. Yeah. Oh, where'd you go on Thursday of last week? I thought you were in a hurry to get somewhere last week. I don't remember. I had to huh. do something but anyway. Okay. Cool. If I was in Hawaii, you would have seen a picture of an Axis deer already. That's a good point.
2: Yeah. Well, good luck yeah, to I me on my, in my quest. Trip. And
1: I've heard great things about Hana. And, it seems uh, like a really long way to go to kill an Axis. It's a tough job, Chisholm, but somebody has to do it. You say you've heard things, great things about Hana. You're going to go down to that side of the island?
2: In, in addition to you telling me about it. Yes. I, my uncle has been there. Yeah. Uh, about three people at the funeral yesterday were like oh yeah you gotta take the road
1: to Hana the south side this. of Maui is the coolest place in the whole Hawaiian island chain All right,
2: awesome. well, we don't have time for you to give us an hour dissertation on it but uh, I've already heard it and I will <laughs> 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 take your advice he's <laughs> 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 flicking me off right now alright it's weird to say God bless you guys well the co is flicking me off but I'm gonna do it anyway we will see you guys next week God bless you guys <laughs>
3: Stepping out, steven Stepping high <laughs> Step on back, check my stride I'm ready for anything Come Saturday night Got my two-tones on The dance floor's their home. I'm
1: just a honky cat a Honking down at the honky tone I'm
3: going